Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, your host, and today I'm joined with the pastor, the bishop, <laughs> the bishop, Earl McClellan. <laughs> Earl, funny. tell everyone out there a little bit of your story, who you are, and just the 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 journey that God's had you on really these last several years in starting your church and where it is today. Yeah, I can tell you I'm definitely not a bishop, <laughs> but I love yes. that. But I called you bishop when we first uh, yeah. when I first Returning started. the favor. Returning the favor. Um, my The best thing about me, without a doubt, is my beautiful wife. She Come is on. the most amazing woman I've ever met. Uh, love her so, so much. We've been married 22 years now. Come on. Uh, actually met at Oral Roberts University. Oneka, so, right? Yeah, Onika. Onika. Uh, uh, that's close Sorry. enough. Close enough. Close. Close. That was close. That was close. It it's, looks like it be, could be a uh, okay. uh, sound that way but uh, we've been married 22 years we have three great kids uh 14 year old and we have no idea what we're doing with our 14 year old you know our first teenager uh then we have an eight-year-old little boy who, who's fantastic and then our little girl who's four Come she on. just turned four and uh we uh, started this church in Dallas, Texas, uh, seven years ago now, and it has been the hardest thing and the most fun all at the same time. Wow. We are learning so much. Uh, we started in East Dallas, uh, which is an area uh, known as White Rock Lake. It's right next to White Rock Lake. Uh, so we're just north of downtown, like five minutes or so right there in the heart of the city. Have a great, great uh, campus there. And we have three other campuses, one in Antigua, Guatemala, and then one in Bishop Arts Oak Cliff, which is like south of Dallas, and then one in North Dallas, which is like the Plano Frisco area. Okay. So um, we still don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're trying to yeah, love people do. and love Jesus as best we possibly can. Come on. You guys have thousands of people coming to your church seven years in, and the best days are literally right here, mm, right in front of you. They are. Um, What's your what's your favorite thing about pastoring this church? What's your favorite thing that you love about being the pastor of Shoreline? Oh man, the, the honor, the opportunity that I get to serve and love God's kids. I mean, Come I don't on. know why he would pick me to be able to do this, but I'm so grateful uh, that I get the chance to be his representative to his sons and daughters. Uh, so it is the honor of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, it is not an easy thing uh, to do, but it's incredibly rewarding. Uh, obviously, there's so many wounds, and we're only seven years in. I've thought about quitting about 45 times in you know, seven <laughs> years, right? Only 45. Yeah. <laughs> doing good. Oh, only 45. <laughs> uh, so it's all, that's, that comes with the territory as well, because you're stretched. Yeah. And, uh, you're growing uh, so much. Uh, ask the Lord the question, did you call me to plant this church uh, because you wanted to transform a city or you wanted to transform me? Mm, and both. Yes, <laughs> was his answer, right? So, I mean, wow. I feel like I'm on the pot is real like I've never been before. Uh, so, much, so many of my insecurities and my shortcomings are being exposed. And, and then God's grace is still there for me yeah. to keep just being, on, being a son. Uh, his, he, he's been very kind and gracious to me, surrounded us with a wonderful team. Uh, and and I, I think seeing people develop and grow and become who God is calling them to be is without a doubt probably that, that next piece that mm -hmm. is just so much fun. People yeah. that would sit on the sidelines and then all of a sudden you'll see them transform years later and they're willing to stand up and lead and, and wash feet and, and, and take charge and just you know create an atmosphere and a tone for a team or a ministry. Uh, man, there is nothing like that in all of the world. Come so, on. I'm, I'm I love it. that. I love that. Well, and that's a sign of a great leader is knowing that your your favorite thing is not getting up and just preaching, but it's developing people. It's mm. empowering, discipling, raising people up, and then seeing those people step up to the plate and build the culture yeah. that God's called you and Onika yes. to build. 
Um, one thing that most people out there don't know is that you played basketball at Oral Roberts University. 150 years right ago. Right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I had a poster of your basketball team, you, Jay Anderson, Eric Perry. Wow. You know, some of these big-time basketball players at ORU. I used to show up to your games, and I would, like, wait after the game for a high-five from you <laughs> or from any of the players. Which means I'm old. That's what that means. <laughs> no, you're, like, three years older than me. Yeah, thank you. Um, but – Talk a little bit about the transition from basketball, from college, into ministry, because you spent some time under a pastor for a long time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in yeah. Austin. Yeah, that's right. I, honestly, I feel like I learned so much during these these four years at ORU playing basketball. You know, uh, that's when Bill Self was just learning how to be a coach, really, I Big think. Big-time coach yeah, in NCAA. He's doing great now, but his, his first year was my freshman year, so we got to go through a lot of the growing pains together. Mm. Uh, obviously, he's a Hall of Fame coach now, literally, uh, in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I learned so much about mental toughness. I learned so much about um, uh, the the opposition and the difficulties that come your way and not quitting in the midst of those things. Uh, learned so much about teamwork, obviously. Uh, learned a lot about humility. I, I was a walk-on. I, I wasn't recruited no to way. play here. So, and you uh, went on to start on the team. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, a fascinating journey for sure. I, I won't go into all of that, but as far as what I did learn is, you know, here I am. I'm a walk-on onto the team my freshman year. I mean, half the team gets kicked off the team for a myriad of reasons, okay? They didn't make all the right choices. And I I become a starter uh, my freshman year, not because I was that good, but because I think there were four of us on the team. So so I'm I'm starting, so I'm thinking for sure I'm getting a scholarship my sophomore year. I don't get a scholarship. Uh, I remember Coach Self sitting me down and saying, hey, we've recruited some other guys in. They're going to be playing point guard. Uh, We still want you on the team. And um, I was like, okay. And I ended up that sophomore year starting over the guys that had been recruited. Wow. So I played that entire sophomore year uh, without any uh, scholarship. You know, I was paying my own way to go to school. Uh, it was a wonderful experience, because, but it was, it was working some things on the inside of me. You know, mm-hmm. even uh, to want to translate that to ministry. Uh, so many people nowadays with Instagram and, you know, YouTube, and which are all fantastic tools, you can begin to look at ministry as a little bit of celebrity. There's a yeah. little bit of popularity and, and, uh, and shine to it. And I think some people are thinking that's what ministry is mm. when it's really not. You know yeah. this like I do, and you've obviously been raised under some of the best you know, pastors and leaders in the world. Uh, but but it, it's that it's that that dirt underneath your fingernails. Yeah. It's when you want to quit but you don't. It's getting on your knees and praying again, even when you don't see anything happening. It's believing in somebody that keeps turning their back on you, but you keep trusting God mm. that they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna get it. And you and God is teaching you how to love <sighs> even the unlovable. It's it's when you're feeling forgotten and looked over and rejected, uh, but you still gotta lead anyway. And and God's grace is sufficient even in those times. So uh, I feel like I learned uh, so much and. Uh, I'm still learning so much. Again, I, I feel like I, I have not, I don't have this thing figured out at all. But one thing I do know, it's not about me. It's definitely about Jesus. So if I can keep that, uh, at him at the center, I think we're going to be all right. Come on, Earl. That's powerful. You know, one thing that I love too is so many church planters that I've met um, spent like one year or two years under another pastor. And then immediately, you know, they're just hungry to go and plant their own mm-hmm. church. Uh, they're 21, they're 23, right out of college. And you, that's not your story. No. You spent about eight to 10 years, mm-hmm. or how long? Even longer, yeah, about almost 12 years. 12 years mm-hmm. serving in yeah. a church, not as a senior pastor, right. just on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
talk a little bit about like that lesson of leadership. Yeah, that, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, without a doubt, you know, and pe people have their call, they have their story, they have yeah. their, you know, how they feel God is leading them and guiding them, you know, more power to them. Hopefully have some good people in their life that can speak into their life and coach them to make sure you don't start something prematurely. But uh, for me, that was not my story. But I remember being at ORU and I remember getting words of prophecy like, Earl, you're going to do this and Earl, you're going to do that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just from Rhode Island. I'm just trying to love people and serve people and graduate college, you know, and enjoy my basketball career. And you're the uh, first person I've met from Rhode Island. Really? Yeah. It, honestly, <laughs> there's not a lot of people no, that I know a, from no, Rhode Island. There's like, I think 148 people in Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small. Uh, but we are, so I, I am, I, I'm on this journey and lo loving life. And now I'm on, I'm on staff at a church. And I remember my pastor, Rob Koch, uh, still mm. my pastor to this day, I, I said, uh, he, he told me, ORU is really, really big. It's really like, change the world. When you come here, it's really mundane. Now, we're doing a lot of awesome things, but you know, being a pastor, it's that daily grind it where yeah just we, showing up. yeah how we say it, uh, on our team it's uh we're farmers not magicians right so we we're not coming to pull rabbits out of a hat we are here like we're pulling out weeds we're tilling soil we're putting seeds in and then that crop we thought it was going to be a great one it ends up not being a great one so but you got to plant all over again and you're harvesting and this is what you're doing and you're waking up early and you're staying up late and uh it's a lot of of heavy lifting but again his grace is there to empower yeah. you to be able to do those things but for me I remember being on staff and people coming up and I'm sure there's plenty of you know young leaders listening to this so they used to come up to me and say things like Earl you know if you ever start a church I'd follow you. Mm. Oh, I'd, I'd follow you. Earl, I love it when you preach. <laughs> and it sounds like a compliment. No, it's the enemy. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> oh, man, this, they, they really love me. But, but really, it's poison and it's toxic. It can get you off. It starts, you start believing you're something that you're yeah. not. You're, you're on someone else's platform. That's why you look even better than you do right now. You're actually borrowing their influence mm -hmm. and you're underneath their covering and authority and it makes you look bigger and stronger and better than you actually are. And uh, so I remember just saying things like, no, 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 I, I'm here and we, we've got a pastor and I'm not going anywhere. And it took literally a dream um, uh, in 2009 for, for God to wake me up and say, Earl, you need to go do this. You need to go plant your own church. And, but it wasn't for a year and a half after that until we left. I submitted that to my pastor and said, sir, um, I'm giving this to you. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how. You get to tell me. Mm. And, and we did it, what was best for the church, not what was best for me. And there's a whole bunch of lessons and stories in the midst of all so of that. Good. But that's what we did. Uh, and, and how you leave is how you're remembered. That, oh man, that's so great. And it, how you leave is also affects how you start. It affects how you start. So we didn't have like the big launch team. You know, I hear friends, and this is awesome. I wish I had this. You know, 50, 75 people on a launch team. We didn't have that. We moved to Dallas. We didn't know hardly anyone at all. And our first person uh, in Dallas that we met, we met at the T-Mobile store. And we were like, hey, we're launching a church. And she's like, oh, I just moved here from Ohio. I'm looking for a church. And April is still with us, you know, wow. to this day. And she said she actually came to the church because our kids were well-behaved. I don't know what kids she was looking at. But um, <laughs> that's why she came because they were in the store with us. And she's been on this journey with us for these yeah. seven years. Um, but, man, God has blessed us. 
with some of the most amazing people on the entire planet. And I think it has a ton to do with not how great I am, but how good God is. And he honors and he cares for his church more than we ever could. And, uh, and with the team that's assembled, it's no wonder that I think big plans are in store. Come and we're on. just trying to keep on loving and serving people as best we can. You're doing an awesome job. You're kind to say that. Well, listen, you know, we, we've got some time here. Those of you that are watching this, Earl is coming to preach for us at our church. Some of you are watching this months from now, maybe a year from now. Um, but Earl, what do you feel like is something you could share with some of these people that are leaning in? They want to grow as a leader. Um, and they're not sure what to do, what's next, and where they start, and how to grow and develop their leadership skills. Mm-hmm. What would you encourage them with? Well, that's a, that's a huge question. I appreciate you even asking it. Um, you know, without a doubt, my favorite scripture is John chapter 3, verse 30. So for anyone that's watching this, I, I think that ought to be a message, not just for ministers, but for Christ followers, that ought to mark our lives, which is John the Baptist saying, I must decrease, Mm. and he must increase, and the he there is Jesus. And John the Baptist, if he was alive today, would have a bunch of Instagram followers. (laughs) If he was alive today, a bunch of people would be liking his pictures. If he was alive today, he would have a bunch of YouTube, you know, subscribers. If he was alive today, we people would know his name without a shadow of a doubt. He was a rock star in his day. And when everyone kept applauding him and everyone kept gassing up his head and everyone kept bowing down and everyone kept coming to him for answers and everyone was trying to get his opinion and his perspective on things, what he did when he saw Jesus is he says, no, this thing was never about me. I was just here preparing the way for someone else. And I feel that's really what we all are. So whether you're in the marketplace or you're in vocational ministry, that's really all we're doing is we're just trying to prepare the way for Jesus to enter into the hearts and lives of our coworkers, our family members, our community. And uh, the best way to do that that I know is there needs to be less of me and more of him, not more of me and less of him. Uh, And I think that prayer gets a little inverted sometimes. I think some of us are are wanting to to see ourselves puffed up a little bit. Uh, But but if we can just keep on laying down our hearts and our lives, God knows his plans. He knows his purposes. No man can stop what he has in store for us. But if we can learn to wash feet, be humble, love people well, not make it about us uh, I think there's something really really special that he can do with a heart and a life that's postured that way come on you know um, one of the things that I think also helps people is just the practical understanding of what does it take to grow something here you you're seven years in and through God's goodness Mm -hmm. through his grace but also through your effort Mm -hmm. you've seen growth Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit just real quickly about like those out there that are hungry to grow their business grow their church what are some practical things do you Wake up early? That's do you good. sleep in? That's no, good. Uh, do you take a day off? Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, you know, how, how often are you at, are you grinding yeah, on Yeah, that's this? a great question. Uh, I think one of the first practical things I would say is um, it's great to be a there you are person instead mm. of a here I am person. That's good. I think people feel that. Yeah. So when you walk into a room, is it here I am, everybody, or is it there you are? What's yeah. your story? What's going on with you? So I think that really helps create a culture 
that can facilitate the type yeah. of growth because people feel valued, people feel mm. seen, people feel loved. Uh, and not that it's about catering to people, but there's just something about all of us wanting to know you genuinely care about me, not just what you can do, what I can do for you. Yeah. Uh, so I think that culture, that heart, that mindset helps create a safety for people where they're willing to run through walls for you. So it's not uh, it's not manipulative, right? You can do these types of things like, hey, I'm going to be a there you are person so I can get this from you. <laughs> yeah. You know, then I think, no, that's actually still here I am. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's genuinely caring about, hey, what has God put you on this earth to do? And I want to help pull that out of you. Every bit of gold, every bit of purpose, every bit of treasure that he's put on the inside of you. I want to see that maximized for the cause of Christ. And even if you go past me, that actually makes me happy. I Come want on. you to stand on my shoulders. I want you to go further than I went. And I think that culture piece really, really sets the tone. So, you know, for us, uh, and that's I don't, a big deal for you. Yeah, I, yeah. The that's, culture. That's what's caused the growth. You feel yeah, like. yeah. I really feel like we, we're trying to make sure we don't just have a tall tree, but we have great soil. Mm -hmm. So we're we're trying to make sure we got the right nutrients in the earth, and we feel like if the right seed is planted in that soil, then the environment is going to help that thing grow. So we're really, really focused on what goes on underneath the surface, mm. what's happening in our lives behind the scenes. How do we look at people? How do we care? About about people? Uh, are we leading with pride? Are we leading with humility? Are we trying to wash feet? Are we trying to elevate ourselves? These are the types of questions that that's we're constantly good. asking ourselves uh, because we think that's the stuff that keeps, the, keeps the, the nutrients of the soil healthy. And then you put the right seed in that thing, oh. the potential, whoo, man, you see exponential man, growth. Man, I'm learning from you so oh, much. Oh, man, I'm learning from you. And let me just say this, Earl, to those that are listening and watching, if you're not following him, you should. Um, but one of the things that I really appreciate about you is your sincerity. Uh, Ash and I, we were at a pastor's gathering with you we like were. a month ago, and you were preaching that Wednesday night at that pastor's gathering at that large church that we were at. But you took the time to just sit down with Ashley and I and talk to us and listen to us. And, you know, everyone kind of had their friends and people they were connected with. Ashley and I, we were trying to get to know everyone. Um, but you really lived out the there you are oh, you're culture that. Um, in that moment. Because Ashley and I, we were like talking, we were eating, taking a break from trying to get to know everyone and everyone already knew each other. And you found us over there and just started talking to us. So oh, I appreciate you. you. You really do live that out. And um, again, if you guys aren't listening to him, checking out what he's doing, go on Instagram. What's your, what's your, how uh, do they find you? Um, you can find me, I guess it's just Earl McClellan. It's really easy. Okay. Uh, the name of our church is Shoreline City. And uh, I'm not all that awesome. I mean, honestly, you're a better follower than me. My, kid, my kids are pandemonium. So I definitely put a lot of them on there. That's good. But uh, That's but all we care about. That's all we care about. But <laughs> I, I do want to say, man, thank you for those kind words. But you're doing awesome. Thank you. I mean, girl. it's been phenomenal to see what God is doing in Thank you man. and through you and Ashley. I mean, you guys are like, there's something special about y'all. So well, I'm, I'm like, I'm like you. you. My wife is the is the better half. Yeah, She's the winner. Sure. The better two thirds. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll have more episodes to come. God bless you. Much love.